When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to this episode of Astros Baseball. I'm your host, Rob Fontenot, alongside Tom. Third Coast Tom, what's up, buddy? Good afternoon, sir. I'm wishing Scott Bleepin' Service a safe trip back to Seattle. <laughs> well, foreshadowing, uh, Scott Service is part of Fair or Foul, so you'll have plenty of time to say what you got to say about that guy. Excellent. But anyway, what a game. I mean, we were just cruising the whole game. Great, great game by Odorizzi, but no offense. And then all it takes is just a little offense by the other team uh, to uh, change things. We did pretty good Saturday, but we lost. Overall, awesome series, three out of four against Seattle, pretty much dominating these guys. Absolutely. I believe that's 12 out of 19 for the season series. It's it's one of those things where, you know, one game, I'm sure they probably felt pretty good about being able to steal one away. But credit to the boys for coming out motivated with purpose. And I mean, obviously it didn't help with what happened in the first inning, but, you know, they found a way to get it done. Let's talk about Saturday's game first. It was Framber Valdez who started out horribly. He gave up an RBI single, fielder's choice, another single, and we're down 3-0. to zero. And the Astros don't score until Diaz gets a solo home run to make it 3-1. to one. Then he brought in Bregman with another RBI, 3-2. to two. Bottom of the seventh, how two, they tied it up. He brought in Maldonado. And then Yuli singled. That brought in Altuve. But going to that seventh inning, what? It was like a string of amazing plays, wasn't it? It really was. It's just one of those things where you're like, at the beginning of the game, you just don't know if they're going to get there, and then just little by little just chip it away until we got back to square, and then Yuli doing his thing to uh, get us the lead. Yeah, that was pretty awesome. So Maldonado had that double off the wall, and it was a beautiful slide, an amazing play, and then <laughs> uh, and then Altuve brought him in. So he had, to, he, had to, he had to run from home to second, and then right away, Second to home, pretty amazing. And then Yuli brought him, Yuli brought in Altuve, who was on second, and that made it four to three. I mean, Presley's been one of the best relievers, one of the best say, uh, closers in baseball. You're not really expecting this to happen, but as soon as Toro came up, you could kind of feel, you know, ex Astro causing trouble, two run single, five to three, and we end up losing the game. Tough way to lose. Absolutely. Uh, Ex-Astros lately has been, you know, the, the the thing, right? Tony Kemp, Oakland series, gets us. Toro, a couple times this year, gets us. Uh, we haven't seen a lot of Miles Straw, but I have a feeling that Miles Straw is going to have his turn at it at some point, too. And it's just, especially it's tough because you love those guys, right? Those weren't guys that we wanted to send away. It just was a, a, a thing that, you know, to make the team better. But, um yeah, Saturday was a tough one. 
credit to Framber for battling. You know, he started out and he easily could have caved. He ended up going a quality start. I believe that's 16 or 17 quality starts in a row for Framber. A lot. Yeah, yeah. And the starting pitching's just been so good. And I feel like they did enough to win the ball game, but yeah, it's 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 one of those deals where Presley was probably due to have a shaky outing. He'd been so good for so long. It's just tough to maintain that level of excellence. And credit to Toro for getting the hit and, you know, live to fight another day. Yeah, I think the first battery faced, it was a four four pitch walk, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. And, and that's always a recipe for disaster. Oh yeah. Every time you every time you lead off with a walk in a, in a late inning, you just feel like that guy's a run scored every time. So I actually I might have said I wrote down the final was five to three, but it was actually five to four. Uh, Frammer seven innings, real tough. You know he he allowed them score the the runs in the first, but no more after that. He ended up going seven innings, five hits, and three runs and one walk, seven strikeouts, and this is his first inning, ground out. Hit by pitch, single, wild pitch, single, fielder's choice, hit by pitch, single, strikeout. That was a crazy first inning. Yeah, and, and I mean, it's just the way it goes sometimes, right? He wasn't really hit hard. You know, No, they weren't squaring him up well. Just a little here, a little there. He was a little inconsistent. You know, the command wasn't there, and they put a cricket number up. He had five walks. I mean, uh, let me see. Five hits. He gave up five hits in the entire game, and three of them were in that first inning. Montero gave up a hit and a walk and a strikeout, and Presley, two hits and a walk, gave up two runs. He had a blown save and a loss all in one game. The Astros scored four runs on nine hits, three for 11. With runners in scoring position, they left eight on base. Martin Maldonado, two for four. Good game. Yeah, him and Aledmus Diaz, they really carried the offense. And uh, normally, you you get that bonus production from the bottom of the lineup. You feel you feel like you can win that ball game. I think the player of the series was Diaz's to lose, but when they didn't start him today, I was like, "Uh oh, somebody could come in and steal it." And we'll see if they can. Who do we have at the midway point? Or player or of the player, series? I don't remember. It was it was a uh, pitcher for me. It was uh, Arkiti. JV and JV, Yeah. And then hitter was Bregman. I think we both had Bregman. All right. I don't remember. I mean, it was just yesterday, too. That's what's funny. All right. So we go to today's game. Jake Odorizzi, blister last time out. Horrible outing. Even though he showed courage, his last inning, he didn't give up any runs. And today, he didn't give up any runs at all. Uh, what do you think about <clears throat> this? First pitch of the game they drill Altuve in the shoulder which could have been in the head he gets to first and the next pitch to Yuli almost took his head off and this is from a guy that has a, a history of having a lot of control I know what the media is going to say I know what people on social media are going to say but after what happened to Julio Rodriguez you know they're proud of you they're 21 year old it's impossible for me to feel like this wasn't uh, uh, an order, a marching order delivered by Scott Service. I just can't see it. Ooh. You know, this this was a message being sent. This was baseball policing itself. Um, what I will say is, I wanted I want to say that you know what was it two games ago where uh, Yuli got hit and then Bregman got landed on. 
So this wasn't like, you know, I I don't think the Julio Rodriguez thing was intentional, but I th- I feel like this has kind of been back and forth a little bit for a while now, and uh, you know, Big Brother trying to get at or Little Brother trying to get at Big Brother. Yeah, didn't work out in the end. I see the uh, fans going at it on Twitter, and I'm not going to get involved in that kind of stuff. <laughs> Uh, because everybody thinks they're right. Everybody thinks that their team is good. Everybody thinks their team is evil. But anyway, the, the first score of the game was when Altuve stole home and Yuli stole second. That was like the second time in the last couple of weeks we've seen that play. Absolutely, and it's really intelligent because, I mean, you kind of you kind of think that the defense isn't going to react to it, right? There's no way they're going to throw down to second with a guy on third. Both times they've done it, and the Astros are like, "Well, all right, if you're going to do that, we're going to we're going to try to take the the bag at home." Tucker had an RBI single after that, made it two to zero. No scoring today. The offense just wasn't there for either team, actually. And then uh, you know Presley gave up some runs in the first game, and then Stanek today, who's usually very very reliable. I think his ERA was around 70, 0.7, somewhere around there. Gave up a two-run home to Winker. That guy's Wink. His name's Winker. I always thought it was Winkler, like Henry <laughs> nope. Winkler. But it's Winker. I wrote Winker, and that's his name. But it's hard not to say Winkler. Uh, so they tied it up. And then the amazing thing to me is that the Astros kept them from scoring in the tenth inning. Great job by Hector Neris. Yeah, that was only the second home run that Ryan Stanek had given up all season. So he's been so good. I know, I know, like, the knee-jerk thing is, oh, he sucks. You know, they did the same thing with Presley yesterday. And by they, I mean, you know, the average Joe. On the extremes. Just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, just you know, fair-weather fans, I, I think I feel like sometimes. Um, but, yeah, these guys have been great. So, are they going to have bad days? Yes. Yeah, so I think me and you have bad days from time to time. Can't be perfect all the time. So, yeah, for Hector Neris to come in, he looked rested. I was trying to think of when the last time Hector had pitched. Because he normally pitches every stinking day. And his his off-speed stuff looked really sharp, really crisp. He had movement that I hadn't seen from him in a while. And I think the extra couple of days off helped him. So I don't I was guilty of it yesterday, I think. I don't I don't even remember who it was. I'd have to look it up. But I put this person blows. But I put the wind <laughs> and the comma S. But I don't remember if it was it had to have been the Astros game. That's all I watched, but I don't know who it was. But anyway, Stanek got that two-run homer, and then Alvarez with the walk-off. So we go to the bottom of the tenth inning, and you got to give props to Dusty for the. I don't think it really made a difference, but you got to give props to Dusty for moving the lineup around the way he did the the uh, pinch hitting, so that Dubon would end up being the guy on second. That was pretty good because he's a lot faster than Maldonado. So I think that was a good move. But uh, Altuve comes up and, you know, this guy's making his major league debut for Seattle in this position. And it's sort of like what uh, J.G. Matichevic did, right? He made his debut late in the game with the chance to win the game. But they walk Altuve. So they got a guy on first and second. uh, Yuli Gurriel. Pops one to right, gets uh, Dubon over to the third, and then Jordan delivers with an opposite uh, field single, walk off, and the Astros win. 
Were you worried at all that we were going to lose? Because what, what's here's what's crazy. As a fan, the fact that Stanek gave up that two-run homer ended up making us have a very fun, exciting game to watch. So positive, I was positive spin. <laughs> if you like that sort of thing, I mean, me personally, you know, those high leverage things are never good. You, you, the margin for error for these guys right now because they're trying to walk the Yankees down, and a lot of the fans want them to walk the Yankees down is 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 really small because they're playing amazing baseball, and credit to them, you know, they're they're having an amazing season. So we want the Astros to be equal to or greater than. So they just really can't afford to have, you know, any kind of setback, right? So this game was was a potential, you know, especially coming off of yesterday. The last thing you wanted to see was Stan to give up the two-run homer, even if you were in the ballpark going, all right, cool, now we've got something to watch. they got to go score, you know, something like that. I mean. Well, I didn't want it to happen. I'm just <laughs> saying as, as a fan, it made the game more exciting. Oh, absolutely. And, I mean, you know, for the casual fan that has no skin in the game, like, all right, all right cool, this is great. Now we have, you know, a back and forth where it would have been easy to just take that 2-0 lead and ride off into the sunset. Now. That being said, I, I I hope they score more runs next time and it doesn't oh, yeah. become an issue. Um, that was that was the issue, the offense. Yeah, it really really was. I feel like the last two games they kind of uh what what's that saying you like blow their blew their load after the big, you know, they did. JV they blew game. their they blew their wad. <laughs> so But they um, almost won. They usually they usually don't even win. They even showed the graphic, but they used ten runs. They're like one and six. The day after they scored ten runs, so, I mean, I, I wish I wish it was a, a consistent all the way across. You know, give me five runs all the way across. What's the or, magic number? That's what we need to score, and then stop scoring. I think it's five. Four, four <laughs> is good, yeah. but I feel like they can still find a way to lose four. I think it's five. Uh, well, they really lost. Probably, they scored four runs on Saturday, and they lost. Exactly. Um. So yeah, credit to them for getting this win. It was it was going to be a really ugly you know way to end the series if they won the first two the way they did and then lose the next two the the way they could have potentially lost where the Mariners came back and beat them both games. Yeah, overall a great series. Pretty happy with it. Could have swept them, but I'll take a three to one uh, series win. And also if if things somehow get tight at the end of the year, we have the tiebreaker head to head tiebreaker. So today, uh, Oder Izzy, amazing seven innings. Two hits, two walks, and eight strikeouts. He was blister boy last time out. This time, amazing. Very good job by Odorizzi. Stanek, a hit and a walk, two runs. Presley and Naris, no runs. Altuve, two for three with a walk. Yuli went two for five. That's four hits, and the Astros only had six. Six hits on the day, and those two guys got four of them. They were two for nine with runners in scoring position, and they left seven. On base, the Astros are 67 and 36. They've won six out of the 10. Last 10, the run differential is plus 115. And if you look at Seattle, they are 55 and 48, which is 12 games behind. They're four and six in their last 10, which is pretty much the Astros beating them down. And they are only plus 20 in the run differential. And that was. It was either last year or the year before that they were doing really, really well, but their run differential was so small 
that they there's no way they can win. They couldn't keep that up. So both these teams, I heard a uh, stat on the uh, on the drive in. I had I had to drive out uh, during the game, but then on the drive back in, both of these teams are are one and two in run one ball games. They both have won two thirds of their one run ball games. So for for a team like Seattle with a low run differential, they have to win a lot of these run run ball games. Where the Astros, some days it's a one run game, the other days you know. It's 10 to 1 or whatever. Yeah. So the Astros, 19 wins in July. It's pretty awesome. Next up will be Boston. But before we get to that, we have the players of the series. And here's some nominees I have, just so you can see what I'm thinking about. We got Jordan, Bregman, and Diaz. And then Odorizzi, JV, Urquidy, and Hector Neris. I threw him in there at the end with this performance <laughs> today. Who do you got, buddy? Who is your position player? So I was on Diaz before the game. Uh, three three home runs in two games. He's a utility guy. Guy doesn't get a lot of run. Uh, batting average around 250, I believe. And I think I'm going to go with Diaz. It's it's another one of those things where I would, would you, what's your old coach's name? I mean, the one Coach you Rose. Me? Yeah, yeah, Coach Rose. So. He's my Coach Rose player of series. <laughs> he gets the Rose Award. <laughs> the Rose Award, yeah. And then pitcher, I think Odo. Odo to come back after that horrible start with now some trade stuff. I I, I read an article that the uh, the Cardinals are interested in him. Yeah. So I'm sure he doesn't want to go anywhere. For him to have that kind of outing, you know, seven innings, eight runs. It's only the second time he's ever went seven innings. An Astros uniform, so that was really big time. Odo for the series, for pitcher of the series for me. You don't got to convince me, buddy. Odo Rizzi, pitcher of the series. It was amazing. I mean, you're, you're looking at a game where we, we only scored two runs. If he would have gave up three runs, there wouldn't have been a 10th inning. We would have lost five to something, but who knows. But great job, Odo Rizzi. No, absolutely zero run support except the first inning. And uh, I... I had to look back at the first two games, but I'm going with Jordan. He had quite a bit of production in the first two games. And then uh, today he had the walk-off, so I'll give it to him. Jordan's that guy. He could get the award every time, too. This, I guess I guess Diaz is my my Rose winner. You know, <laughs> I wanted to give it to Yuli Gurriel because I got my pineapple shirt on, but that didn't happen. But he, he kind of deserves it, too. He's been really good in the two-hole. I wonder if that's to Pena's detriment because now he's slid down and he's kind of not producing. But um, he's got 30 doubles. That's yeah. a crazy number. Yeah, 30 it is. Doubles. All right, so next up is Boston coming into town. Monday is Luis Garcia against Ivaldi, who has been mentioned as a trade target, I guess, for the Red Sox. I guess the Red Sox were contenders and then they just totally fell apart, so they might uh, get rid of some guys. So it's Garcia, Javier, and Urquidy. And the trade deadline is Tuesday. Urquidy slated to pitch Wednesday. So we'll see what happens. And to be determined, the rest of the games for the Red Sox. Uh, this would be an exciting, pretty fun game to go to. I think Monday is is uh, all fans get a ring. Pretty awesome. I, I believe that's the first time that they've done that. So... 
definitely a good excuse to go get you an Astros game in because uh, before it was only like the first 10,000. So yeah. you didn't show up early. You weren't getting one. So here, here I saw the commercial for Astros buddies and I, 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 I don't know what you call it. What is a guy that is always speaking good about something? What do you call that? Hype man. I, not a high. I don't know. I'm not a hype man, but, but I, I, I'm a believer in the Astros buddies. And here's why. So I got I got my grandson the Astros buddy, and you got to get it at the game because if you get it online, you got to pay ten dollars for shipping. But you get a buddy's jersey, you get a hat, and then a lanyard that you can wear at the game to do the run around the bases on Sundays. But uh, they also, and you get a backpack, one of them string backpacks. But you know when you see the kids stealing the bases, or I haven't seen this in a while, but where the kids are out on the out at each position with the other players and they sign their shirts and stuff. Anything you see these kids doing at the games, that's where they get the kids, the kids that are in the buddies program. And here's another thing. The tickets are up top and I'm not a fan of sitting in the 400s. Your, your free tickets are in the <laughs> 400s. It's too hot up there. There's no leg room, but it is for your kids. But a place I do like to sit is section 105. And so I went online. You can upgrade these tickets. A lot of people don't know that. But you go and you pick your tickets, and it'll show you what your price is with your credit that you already have. So I bought four tickets in Section 105. I even got the aisle seat where the guy at left field is right next to you. Nobody in between you and the field. $104. Wow. That's a really good deal. And you add the thirty two or thirty three dollars or whatever. So it was it was one oh four and then thirty two, something like that. And you're talking about two hundred and forty dollars worth of tickets. Mm-hmm. You gotta do the Astros, buddy, if you had a kid. So then you're a promoter then. There's the word. There you go. And then look, tomorrow you could you could you could well, there's also only spec sec uh I was gonna say special, but there's only certain games you can go to. There's some through the week, and almost every Sunday is available for you. But it's a good deal. It's a very good deal. $104 for four tickets that are normally like 60 bucks. So it's pretty awesome. All right. Are you ready to do fair or foul? This should be a fun day. Let's do it. All right. We are back with fair or foul. Number one, it's time for you to go off, buddy. Fair or foul, Scott Service is a douchebag. <laughs> Douchebag is a nice way of saying it. I could think of some other adjectives that are not PG-13. Um, yeah, 100% fair. This was such a Bush League move. I mean, I, I, I don't care what anybody says. I, you know, like, there's just no room for that in the game anymore. Like, people are getting seriously injured. You think back to Giancarlo Stan when he got hit in the face, how that kind of, you know, derailed his career a little bit. You know, you're messing with somebody's career. If you want to send a message, if you want to hit somebody, go hit them in the hip. Go hit them. Go hit them in the, in the thigh. Oh yeah. These guys. These guys are pinpoint accurate dudes. Here's, there's no business going up around his neck, face, shoulder, hand, any of that. You know, I hate what happened to Julio Rodriguez. I guarantee you that was not intentional. He swung on the pitch. Yeah. I mean, it'd be different if you know he didn't swing. Like he probably isn't there. So, There's no reason to hit him. 
Yep. I mean, not you, not that game. Yeah, there's no reason yeah. to hit him. No. Not when you're trying to win, you know. So some I, I saw a tweet on Saturday, and I'm not, and I'm not sure what they were talking about, but it said Scott Service is about to start like a riot, or a, or like a a fight. I don't know what he it. It seems like he is in incite. That's the word they used. He's trying to incite his team to get out there and fight sometimes. And he, I just look at him after Saturday's game and then during today's game. That's where I came up with the word douchebag. That's just what he looks like. He looks like a jerk. I can't stand the guy. I don't even want to. He just looks like someone you would hate. It's so weird, too, because he played for Houston for I can't remember how many years, but. He was an Astro for a while. Who so cares? I, I know, but I mean, I would think if I played for a ball club, unless they just unless there's a 30 for 30 somewhere that's going to come out where the Astro just did him horribly wrong, you know? So fair? I would, oh, no, no, no. Absolutely fair. <laughs> is, this, is this one of the most fairest ones of all, all time so far? 100%. Locks right. that, would, that wouldn't in and out. <laughs> <laughs> all right, number two. It was a sad day for NBA, but I, I've always stood on this hill. Fair or foul, Bill Russell is the greatest of all time in NBA. I, for me, it's tough. It's so tough because I grew up with Jordan. And, you know, when I was a kid, Michael Jordan was that dude. And Bill Russell was a little before my time. So for, for me. He's before my time as well, but you can read about him. No, absolutely. And and his numbers, his accolades, everything is insane. And I clearly believe, you know, he was a, a man amongst boys back then. You know what I mean? Just too big, too strong, too powerful. But I mean, the arguments there, I mean, I, I can't I can't argue with you. For me it's Jordan, but I could say fair to Bill Russell. So you're saying fair? Sure. It it's hard to it's hard to compare people in different uh, times, but I say fair, of course. Bill Russell's the greatest of all time. <clears throat> so he was he played for San Francisco University. This is just off the top of my head when I argue with people at work because I love I love to argue. Because it's definitely Jordan over uh LeBron. I can't stand LeBron James. But he, he San Francisco University, they won the national championship both years. Two the last I don't know if it was the last two years, but two years in a row. He goes and wins an Olympic gold medal, and then he gets. So here's how the here's how the Celtics got him. They traded three of their starters to another team just to have the chance to draft him, and they weren't even number one. So they risked a lot to get him. And the thing about him is he made his whole team better, and he had a ton of rebounds, and he is a man amongst boys. You can see that, and you can see Wilt Chamberlain. You know, and uh, I don't know. I just think he won 13 titles or 11 titles in 13 seasons. He was even the coach in the last two. I think he had a national title, a gold medal, and then a a uh, NBA title in like 18 months or something, or 11 months. They were It was real close to each other. But anyway, Bill Russell, RIP, you are the GOAT to me, buddy. All right, number three. You almost, you almost spoiled this one earlier. Yuli Gurriel should remain in the two-hole. Uh, absolutely fair. 100% love him in the two-hole. He's even running now. I think this is the first time he's had six stolen bases since he was playing in uh, Cuba. So, 
I, I think it's great. It's been better for him to get better pitch selection. I worry about Jeremy Pena. I really do. But for Yuli, this has been like a revelation. His batting averages went up. Everything he's he's producing uh, more RBIs. Hundred percent fair. Yuli in a two hole. This is all happening while the rumors of picking up the first baseman from the Nationals is happening. But I think there's room for both of them on the team. I, I can tell you that because you could put uh, Alvarez in the outfield. And is his name Josh Bell? Somehow Correct. his name escaped me. Josh Bell could play first. He could also DH. And uh, But I don't know. Yuli is definitely making a case for uh, telling the Astros that they don't need to get rid of prospects to pick someone up because he's doing the job. I agree. I, I I love the idea of grabbing Josh Bell too. His everything about him from the plate is amazing. Uh, low strikeout guy, high contact guy, high average guy. It's 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 a it's a no brainer for me that he's probably the best bat that they could probably go out and get. But I love Yuli the defender, and obviously the 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 person oh, yeah. that he is in the clubhouse. He made a great play today. Exactly. You can't you can't replace that. So you need Yuli on this team. Yeah, he made a play at first base that third baseman make. It was awesome. So also, what was it? Uh, what day was it they were doing the fundamentals? What do you mean? It's probably today then. <laughs> They're kind of teaching you stuff while you're watching the game, but it seemed like they only did it early. Mm. All right, number four. So I say fair. It's just it's going to be interesting. So today's Sunday, and Tuesday's the trade deadline, so... That'll be cool. All right, here we go. Number four. Everybody just started doing this, and I'll tell you this. It's foul for me before I even read it because that's why I thought of it. Everywhere you go now, even if you get something to go, you put your card in, and it asks if you want to you add a tip. Like, there's no waiter. There's no waitress. Everywhere you go, I'm going to I'm gonna, I'm gonna go buy a Coke. You want to tip, add a tip. And you, and they almost make you feel guilty. I think it's foul. You should only get tips when you uh, have a waitress or a waiter. What do you say? It's all new, right? Every time you try to buy something, it goes, would you like to add a tip? I'm sick of it. I don't want to add a tip. So, so for me, it's fair on a case-by-case basis. I believe in tipping the, uh, the, the cook. You know what I mean? The guy that prepares the food. So... I, I think that the the thing lost in a lot of it is that oh only the wait staff gets this money right because from the wait I, staff makes two dollars an hour they their money true. comes from tips the other guys don't they make they have a wage but but from what I've gathered in different places and like I said that's why it's case by case different places they split it amongst the whole place so the guy well, behind the the cook will get his now that being said I've got a real quick story me and my brother in law went to a Dynamo game. And we come down out of the concession stand, or down out of the bleachers to the concession stand, and we hit up one of the little the little vendors with the little cart. As soon as you walk down, and he was adamant that he needed to be tipped. My brother in law tried like crazy not to tip this guy, and and I'm normally like I'll give him a dollar or whatever, and he's like you got to take care of your weight staff, you got to take care of your weight staff, and they went at it for like five minutes because he was like no I don't have to tip you all you do is pull the beer out of the cooler like exactly. <laughs> so my daughter was a waitress and 
you know, she would say, oh, well, this guy's their, their ticket was $70 and they only left me five or whatever. And I told her, I don't I don't really believe that you should tip based on how much your food cost. I don't I don't understand how that became a thing, because if you look at it like this, let's say me and you, we go sit down at a table. It's just me and you. They come and say, what do you want to drink? We both say tea. They go get it. Come back. What do you want to eat? We say we want filet mignons. So she goes get our filet mignons, refills our tea, and our and our bills like seventy something dollars, right? Two other guys come in and same thing, same amount of service. They order hamburgers and their meal is twenty two dollars. What did the person ser- serving us filet mignons do that the the der- deserve more money than the the person that brought us hamburgers? So it's kind of like the 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 farmer's almanac version, right? There's like a book somewhere way back in time that says there's a percentage of your of your check that you should tip. And that determines the quality of your tip, you know, 15%, 20%, 25%, so on and so forth. So when you get your check and it says all that, it's a percentage of your check. I understand that, but it's stupid. <laughs> They're doing the same I, amount of work. What's it matter how much it costs? I, I agree. I Are you a rounder upper? Let's say your let's say your bill seventeen fifty. Do you just make it twenty? Occasionally, yeah, it just depends. I'm, yeah, I don't like to do hard math, but anyway. So number five, Sonic, fair foul. <laughs> I used to work at Sonic in high school, so it's foul for me. I, I was in the kitchen. I cooked. I mean, I ate everything there was to eat. We made everything there was to make. I worked there for like two years. So when you do it like basically for dinner every day for two years, now it's like not not dead to me. I mean, I'll eat there. But yeah. It's got to be like the only place in town. I grew up working in a steakhouse and people be like, hey, every you like to eat steaks? Not really. I don't really eat steaks very much because that was my whole life eating steaks. But anyway, here's my issue with Sonic. So if you do the uh, where you pull up and you hit the button, right? And the the car hop comes out and you order. It's pretty cool, but you know I've got to tip this dude. They're expecting a tip, right? But the way Sonic does, you, I'm like, I'm going to go through the drive-thru to avoid tipping this person. And I go around the drive-thru and, it, and the window's closed and it said, a car hop will bring your food. And my first thought was like, I went through the drive-thru to avoid this. I didn't give him a tip anyway. <laughs> so this whole fair foul thing has been about the tip, really? Is that Almost. <laughs> but anyway, I'll tell you two things. My grandmother worked at the Sonic across the street from my high school for 30 years. She retired from there. And the reason I brought Sonic up is because I was on the way to Waterburger to get dinner yesterday. And uh, when you get to the stoplight, to the left, there's a Sonic. And if you go straight, Waterburger's down there a little bit. And so I was, the light was turning yellow. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to get over in the left lane. I'm going to get Sonic. It was good. It was really good. I say fair. Sonic is really good. <laughs> as long as you can go through the drive <laughs> Either way. I'll take either thing. But I mean, I don't know. <clears throat> 
It's like it, it like it doesn't matter where you go. You know what I mean? Give me a coffee. <laughs> so I could give me a tip. It'll say, do you want to give a tip? They point it out to you. It'll say, do you want to give a tip? No, I don't. <laughs> Let me tell you this. You want to. People don't tip me. Not my job. I don't get a tip after every truck I build. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. That's why I say it should just be people that are waiting on you. If they're waiting on you, then sure. But if they're doing their job, I don't think they should deserve a tip. People might hate me now, but that's just <laughs> how I feel. I was a cook. I cooked from ninth grade till I was, I graduated high school. And then a little bit more when I was an adult, I never expected a tip. For doing my job, I got I got paid. While the waitresses got two dollars, they they depended on the on the tips. You got any final thoughts, buddy? Other than you know Scott bleeping service, yeah. uh, no, not really. I'm I'm glad the Astros got the series win. I'm glad they got three out of four. It was going to be ugly if they split it because I felt like all the Seattle truthers were going to come back and have all this to say. And look, we got the last two from y'all because we don't play them again the rest of the year. So it was nice to, to send him home with that that one last L. Here you go. Take that with you. Yeah, uh, we're done. We're done with to, we're done with Oakland too, right? I believe so. It's just God. the it's just the Rangers and the Angels we get to beat up on for a while. So hopefully they do well with the uh, the Red Sox. Hopefully they do well with the trade deadline, and we'll see what happens. It's definitely going to be interesting. The way everybody wanted to get rid of Yuli and get Josh Bell, and then Yuli's playing very well in that two hole. So very interesting things coming up. I would not I would not uh be surprised if we get a new bullpen arm. Not at all. All right for Tom. Thanks for tuning in, folks, and we will see you next time on Astros Baseball. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.